Welcome aboard the Travel DJ Blend Podcast. Rest assured, your captain and host, Brian B., has logged extensive destination event miles as a headlining private event DJ. So expect to reach new heights each and every episode. Your captain will cover everything from DJ tips and tricks, travel hacks, and entrepreneurial advice. Keep your seat in the upright position while we bring you interviews with industry pros, pop culture commentary, and of course, music recs. The perfect blend. The fasten seatbelt sign is on, as we will likely experience turbulence from knowledge nuggets and truth bombs being dropped regularly. You're going to need your tray table, as taking notes is optimal. Smoking is prohibited on this flight, but your mindset shift will be fire. Your crew will be elevating the conversation and challenging the status quo. We know you have a choice when you fly this high, and we thank you for choosing the Travel DJ Blend Podcast. Here's your captain, Brian B. Enjoy your flight. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Travel DJ Blend. I'm Brian B. Thanks for joining me. I'm so stoked to be back. Took two weeks off. First week, I did a family vacation, so just completely unplugged and focused on the family. Second week, we had the DJ Collective Recharge out in Raleigh, so I was consumed with that. And for the most part, I don't really bank episodes. Bank means record them early and hold them for when I'm out of town or when I can't record on a certain week. I love the process of coming up with a topic that's hot off the press and I can comment or share something that I'm currently going through that might help others. So thanks for your patience. You know, while I was gone on vacation, I did the unthinkable. I reinstalled Facebook on my phone. Terrible idea. I realized after the trip why I took it off in the first place. You talk about a time suck. Now, I had the time for it to be sucked away because I was sitting at a pool or in a pool and at times would just peruse. And of course, I'm a part of many DJ groups. I'm connected to many DJs. So the chatter has been brought full circle into what a DJ should be getting paid. And I think this stems from an overarching issue that DJs are facing where clients are looking to negotiate what you're throwing out there as a price. They're also shortening the window from when they book. And recently, one of the biggest voices in our industry, who I respect immensely on a lot of different levels, but we couldn't be further apart on the issue of should a DJ's living wage be given or earned, which is what I'm entitling this episode. I'm going to hit you with some hot takes here after a quick message from one of our podcast sponsors. Hey, private event DJs. Are you still planning your clients' events with a Google Doc or a Spotify playlist? If so, let me help you out. Vibo is a music and event planning app for your clients that I've been using for years. Not only has it been a great perk in booking my services, but it's the only tool that has ever been mentioned in client reviews. Vibo saves you time. It syncs your music from your clients' requests in seconds, and it integrates with your music software of choice. Now here's an exclusive offer for my podcast listeners. Save $10 off your first month subscription by entering the promo code DJBrianB when booking your free demo on Vibo's website. This one small change will level up your business. Visit VibodJ.com, enter the promo code DJBrianB, and book your free demo today. So as I mentioned earlier, one of the biggest voices in our industry made a post recently, which has been going through the ether of the social media world. The post said this, 
If I could tell young DJs one thing, it would be to start out charging enough to earn the national median household income after all capital and business expenses are paid. That's about $70,000 after expenses. He goes on to say, that is certainly not unreasonable for a skilled trade or business owner, especially when you consider that an entry-level burger flipper can earn about $40,000 a year plus benefits. There's a lot to impact there. One of the key things that gets lost in this statement because everybody likes to fixate on the earn the national median household income. Buried in this post is the thing where he talks about it's not unreasonable for a skilled worker. That is a key line and a distinction that has to be pulled out of this. He also gives a pass by saying it's not unreasonable for a business owner. My question on that one would be, says who? Unreasonable for a business owner? So a business owner, you can put your name on the business card and just expect a windfall of cash to cover what you need. No, you have to go out and earn it. Just because you pay the taxes and do all of the setup at the bank to establish a business account, I would even argue that as a skilled worker, that doesn't mean you deserve anything. It means you have a better argument than someone who's not skilled. So I want to hit a couple of key points here to make the argument that I believe we should not be giving a living wage to a DJ. Michael Jordan was interviewed by Oprah Winfrey years ago, and I think his take on where players in this generation are given things kind of on a silver platter and why he thinks it's not a good idea rings true here. Rather than paraphrase, let me just play for you a little bit of that interview. You know, I mean, you get paid off the potential in that sport. If you come in now, most of that young kids yeah. come in now, yeah. we don't know how great they're going to be, but yeah. yet, they got five-year guaranteed, millions yeah. of dollars, admirations yeah. of many. When you look back in our era, we earned what we got. When the corporate America came to us, we had a game that could validate their admiration. And, and, what sponsorship, and sponsorship and all that, yeah. Now they get that before they play one game. Yeah. So you're rolling the dice to see if this kid's ever going to be good or not. So in essence, you're paying the kid off a of potential that he may be great. You don't think that's good? No, because I think it sets bad work ethic. When you get something so easily, you're not going to work as hard. That there is where the fork in the road is for me in that industry voice that says you deserve to be paid a living annual fee. He believes if you get paid that up front and come in making that, that it is going to push DJs to rise to the occasion. Not only in the DJ space have I not seen this, but just in life. I looked it up before recording this podcast. It's hard to find the statistics here, but if you go to marka.com, those that get on welfare, 70% of them stay on that. 70%. My argument here is that the vast majority know a paycheck's coming, so there's no need to incentivize getting off. What do you think our country just went through with COVID? How many stores, how many employers were begging people to work and they had that COVID relief money or unemployment and decided, you know what? I can stay at home making this money. Let me tie this to the business world. How do you think sales commissions started? Sales commissions started because salespeople were getting comfortable getting a salary. That is why I'm a huge proponent of offering your salespeople commissions because it's based on a sale happening. If they don't make a sale, they don't get paid. Now that might seem harsh, but I also want to say that salespeople are typically the most compensated in the company. Not only are they bringing in the revenue, but companies want to take care of people who are doing the work. 
working hard and earning it gives you a sense of fulfillment and pride when you finally reach the top of the mountain, or in this case, being able to go full time. Now, here's the sad part. Michael Jordan talks about how corporate America is taking a risk on potential, right? That this person's ever going to be good or great. And they've got years to see if that comes to fruition. So they might make their money back if somebody is a slow starter and all of a sudden blossoms. But when it comes to the private event space, let's talk specifically weddings. You're paying on that potential for one event. There's no make-do. So if it falls flat, that client has to live with that forever. That is why I am such a proponent of the capitalist society in which we live. Everyone has the opportunity to make as much or as little as they want. A couple other things I want to address here, and I'll get to those after another word from one of our podcast sponsors. True confession time. In 2010, I had grown my performance team to 13 DJs, and we were about to hit seven figures in revenue for the first time, in a small town no less. 15 months later, we were down to three of those 13 DJs, and I was blaming everything and everyone. It took years for me to realize that it was my leadership, company culture, and ultimately me that were the problems. If only Brock Barton Lifestyle Leadership Coaching had been around. Lucky for you, it is available now. And to me, this is a game changer for our industry. After everything we have all experienced in the last few years, health and wellness has never been more important and Brock Barton Lifestyle Leadership Coaching is tailor-made for our industry. Go to brockbarton.com. And for my podcast listeners, mention Brian B. for a free one-hour coaching session. You have to first lead yourself before you can lead others. This is a can't-miss opportunity. I want to be sure to address the skilled worker phrase in this person's post. This person often makes references to other professions where there is a baseline of the skill, whether that's passing a licensed test or so many hours having been worked before they're awarded the title of being a professional or a licensed professional. When you have that in your industry, absolutely a minimum should be set. In the creative space, there is no industry standard. And I honestly have with this for years of like, could there be? I don't think there can because art is very subjective from the music side. It's interesting, you know, if you watch Jimmy Fallon's Tonight Show, there's a segment that he does every so often where he has the roots playing on elementary school instruments. And I would argue that when the roots do it, they sound better than some people who try to do it on normal instruments because of their skill level. I wouldn't even say that equipment is a baseline because skill can overcome bad equipment or things that are thrown their way. For some reason, this voice in our industry wants to circumvent the 10,000 hours that Malcolm Gladwell references in his book, The Outliers. If you haven't read it, he says that it takes about 10,000 hours to become competent in a skill. Now, does that mean that there aren't exceptions to this? Absolutely not. I think the TikTok generation where you get one video that goes viral and all of a sudden you're getting calls and you can demand a rate that is on par with some of the most skilled people out there. That does happen and is happening. But even DJs that are in our space will say that there was a fair amount of luck that was involved in that with the algorithms and such. So if you're banking on that, don't hold your breath. The vast majority have to do it the other way. All right, I have another hot take after one more word from one of our sponsors. Hey DJs, real quick, Brian B here with a tip. One of the hottest DJ music pools right now is Heavy Hits. Are you familiar with it? You need to be. 
They cover literally every genre, from top 40 to hip hop to Latin to Afrobeats and more. Not only that, but their curated playlists and charts, including trending Spotify and TikTok tracks, are second to none. The interface is easy to use, and they have a ton of exclusive edits, which I use on the regular. But you want to know the best part? For my podcast listeners, I have a special promo code that will give you a 30-day trial for $5. Yep, you heard that right, $5. Go to heavyhits.com and enter the promo code BRIANB. That's heavyhits.com, and the promo code is BRIANB, all one word, no spaces. Take advantage of this right now and up your music game today. There is a bit of irony as well that the voices that are yelling the loudest that DJs deserve this living wage are either not currently performing anymore, which means they have no skin in the game. So this doesn't affect them or they're the ones that haven't figured out how to value what they do and to separate from the pack. And maybe you look at me and you go, well, Brian, it's easy for you to say, you know, you figured it out. I haven't. How do I figure that out outside of just grinding for years until I finally get 15, 20 years under my belt? I don't want to say that there's a cheat code here because there's not, but I feel like no one is really talking about how to get to the other side. And so I'm about to launch a brand new community that I'm calling, and this is the first time I'm announcing this here, called the DJ's Creative Edge, aligning your business with your artistry. In other words, how do you get your business and your art to say the same things? And there'll be a foundational course that I'm going to give you, which helps you figure out how to charge more and do so consistently based on figuring out what separates you from everybody else. I'm calling this course the value-based DJ course. And there's a lot of other things that are going to come with this besides just this course. But this course is the bedrock of helping people get to the other side and allowing them to feel confident and putting out a price that allows them to do the best work they can and not feeling like you need the industry average to raise for you to be validated. I also think it's interesting that those that want the baseline to be raised, and they're the voices of the industry, if you will, they want to charge you an arm and a leg to be trained by them. If they really want to put their money where their mouth is, they'd give away the training for free. Because in essence, that's what they're asking to be done here. They want everybody to be earning a medium household income off the backs of customers that don't know the difference, can't tell the difference. And their event and their guests take on the risk of whether or not this DJ is going to perform to the level that they're charging for. And if it does go sour, it ends up being a stain on our industry and gives us a black eye. So if they really want to improve the industry, I'd say give away your knowledge. Give away that for free. Help the industry be better instead of putting it on the backs of clients who know no better. But they won't do that. That's a bridge too far. What a way to come back from the podcast, right? Coming in with a hot take. Now, in the next episode, I'm going to talk about the other flip of this coin. I saw another voice of the industry talk about why we're always trying to push the industry to value themselves more and instead, why not charge less, way less? And the point he was making was that places like Walmart, McDonald's, even hotels like Motel 6 have fantastic margins and they don't charge nearly the prices of like the apples of the world or the ritz carltons or four seasons so in the next episode i'm going to give another hot take or a few hot takes as to why i believe djs shouldn't go down that route until next time i'm brian b thanks for listening you can find this podcast on multiple platforms apple Podcasts, spotify and stitcher if you have a topic you'd like covered dm us on instagram at the travel dj blend 
We'd appreciate you sharing the love with a comment or a share on our social media posts for this episode. And if you are really digging the content, help us with the algorithms by leaving a review on any of the platforms we just mentioned. Until our next time together, this is the Travel DJ Blend Podcast.